sexual immorality and our natural since the fall, I guess you would say, to rebel against God. And that's and that's what Satan uses against us, the flesh and the spirit, right? Because once we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we no longer live by the flesh, we live by the spirit. So in my mind, my simple little mind is that we now live through the spirit in the image and representation of God. And in this battle that we are fighting, this spiritual warfare, uh, it's the spirit and the flesh. Continual battle of the Bible. God's word tells us that. That we must no longer live by the flesh, but because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we now live by the spirit, which we were intended to do from the beginning. But because of the fall, we chose to live by our flesh. So as he kills our hope and our strength and our will, understanding truth and love, um, I think it's, it's real easy to see even for us men that who are the alpha male type men, right? That, uh, one of his biggest weapons against ourselves is pride. Uh, you know, we talked last week about pride was the key to the fall of man, that we wanted to be like God, like Satan wanted to be like God, like the enemy wanted to be like God, wanted all that uh, belongs to God for himself, but we know that that is not what was intended. Um, and through the fall, you know, uh, we look at, now what we as men godly men who have been called to speak up and stand on the truth of god's word that uh he has great ways to distract us great ways to um keep us off the mission that we were given by jesus christ and that is to spread the gospel and the truth and the love that christ has for all his children and that is our number one mission um how does he do that we know how he does that he gets us distracted right As he cuts us off from god's word by using our pride against us he keeps us distracted with sports he keeps us distracted with uh social media you know, there's so many weapons today, especially social media is a big one out there today that he uses to distract us, uh, you know, whether it be pornography, whether it be gambling, whether it be, uh, I don't know, uh, sports, whatever takes away from our main focus, which should be on Jesus Christ, Satan uses that to distract us from our mission right and it's subtle at times sometimes it's not so subtle uh i know that you know in battling my addiction uh with pornography and lust that's just one of the, the sexual immorality that i have is um is a battle and it's and it's hard and sometimes 
you know, he distracts us and wants to get us refocused on that instead of following and being true to what Christ says we are. Which hurts our, in, in the moment, it hurts our testimony because then as the world sees us, we look like hypocrites when actually we're we're still sick until we get to, you know, we're still battling that, right? And never goes away. Uh, and I think being honest and open about it is is the key to defeating it. Uh, but he kills and destroys not in one big fail swoop, big swing of the sword, big, you know, the Moab, mother of all bombs. And it's not how he fights. Uh, you know, uh, he fights us like we talked about last week again. He, t- he fights us how he best can. He can't face us one-on-one because then we know and see and know exactly who and what our enemy is. We have a target then. He can't fight us like that because once we see and know exactly what our target is as a silhouette or um you know a structure or a person carrying and wielding a weapon then we know what our target is and destroy so he has to use his subtleties in order to distract us so that he can attack from another angle and uh as men uh, we have to stay focused on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our ultimate uh, of what a man should look like, that uh, we should always be aware, always be ready. Uh, like the, like God's word tells us, you know, a thief comes at night, he don't come in broad daylight, usually. Now we have seen some bold Bold things happen in, in, in these these times that we're living in, but normally under the cover of darkness is when the the enemy's going to attack, right? So we have to stay alert, stay aware of what we're doing and not let him steal and destroy our hope and our love. Uh, you know, and today... Uh, we see it so much on social media. We see it so much um, in the news that we watch, right? We're supposed to be Christians, and we're supposed to be battling these forces of evil. And you see it from a lot of pastors uh, that we get that they get caught up in fighting like the enemy fights. Um. It was a, a as at a Bible study with a group of of men that are just awesome men all the way around, and you know right now the big to- topic is transgenderism and calling yourself a donkey or a pony or puppy or cat or whatever the person is confused about. You know, and then, you know, I even caught myself uh, looking at Twitter and all the the, the left side of how uh, because we don't agree with them as Christians, 
specifically that we are like homophobes, right? And, you know, the the fleshly side of me wants to fire back with, you know, in my words that I would use, uh, you know, well, that's, that's stupid. You're, do you not have a brain? And, you know, I think sometimes we all get to that point to where that's how we want to react because that's how we feel. But if we're fighting the good fight and keeping true to what Jesus and how he would want us to fight, uh, in this discussion, we were talking about all of this and talking about it's man's responsibility to lead people to the truth. And, you know, it's a man's responsibility. It is our responsibility as men being the image bearer of the father and that he put us in the position him first, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then men, then women, then children, and then that's how it works. That's the order of things. But because of our pride and ego and not being focused on Jesus Christ, being focused on ourselves, uh, we tend to want to fight the confused or the lost souls of this world uh, with as much hate as they throw back at us. And through this discussion with these great Christian men, it was, we were saying the same things. um, And it made me realize that sometimes even on this show, I say things that are probably pretty matter of fact, straightforward, like it's this way and and it is that way but what these men and being around these christian men we were all saying the same things that god's word stands i mean it's it is it says what it says and that's what it means and that's the truth but how do we fight we cannot fight hate with hate is my point we can't give in to the enemy trying to kill our love for other people because Jesus Christ died on the cross for every human being on this soul or every human being soul on this planet now, past, present, and future, right? All of it. Jesus Christ died for it, suffered that on the cross. And we have to remember that when we start to engage with people who have different belief systems or they have different sexual bends or whatever you want to call it, right? I mean, we have to understand that no matter what our position is on that specific topic that we're engaging in conversation, trying to show Jesus in what we're talking about, that we were once the person we're talking to. And I think that's where the enemy wins is we, he uses our Christianity against us and that we forget 
that we were once that person. Now that we're in Christ and we have under live under the grace and we live by the Spirit, we forget that not only were we that person, but in a lot of ways we still are because then sin still affects our life. And it affects it on a daily basis. We all know that. We all have our struggles, no matter what it is. Um, you know, you can name off a, a mighty list of all of them. But we know that we are still battling the flesh and our sin. And we forget as Christians when we're talking about these hot topics or these, uh, you know, very serious topics in saving, helping someone, leading someone to Christ. And I think we forget that we we are that person. And we need to, and what these men and through this discussion that we were, that we were having about all of this is that we have to enter this discussion in love. You know, we have to remember that we were that person, that we are that person still, because we still battle sin. The only difference is we continue to fight against Satan's attacks on us where in a lot of situations, these the people who do not know Christ and Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they tend to give in to the enemy's whispers of we can do whatever we want, we're, you know, we can be whatever we want because nobody controls us, nobody made us, we are, we are our own gods. Well, for Christians, we know that goes against everything that God's word tells us and that we know to be his truth. And the evidence is overwhelming. We've talked about that on this show. You can argue all you want to, and that's fine. I'm not arguing with you because that's between you and God. And I'm just trying to hear. I am here just to try to show you that when that day comes, when the when Jesus comes back, and He's coming back, and when He returns, no matter if, if I know you directly, if we have a personal relationship, or whatever you were a brother and sister in creation right i mean we're all god breathed us all he knew us in every one of us in the womb before we came on this planet so in that way we're all brothers and sisters because we're all created by the same creator and the same design each individual each individually and very unique in how and what we are, but the same creator created us all. So we have to, as Christians, when we engage face-to-face, social media, whatever, we have to remember we're the center that we're talking to. You know, we're that person that we're trying to get back to our side, you know, right? To show them the truth, to show them the light, to, tr- to show them the love of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? Do we do that? You look through all the New Testament and how Jesus handled the situation. He never, he was very matter of fact, and he was very, um, I'm not going to say blunt. I mean, it was blunt. 
So I'm going to say I'm going to say that, you know, but that's how I mean, but it was never done to crush somebody or to win that argument by destroying the person. Right. Even with the Pharisees. Yes, he used what they follow, which was the law against them to make them think, to make them see he didn't force it on them. He told them the truth about what they were, what they were trying to follow. Right? Jesus never used hate as a weapon. Never. Even when talking to the people who would end up, even to Judas, who betrayed him. He never talked hate. He told him what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. Judas chose to kill himself. Not that repentance and forgiveness wasn't there. He, if he knew Jesus, he knew that it was available to him. All he had to do was repent and ask for forgiveness. And he would have been forgiven. But he chose not to. He chose to take his own life. And, and spend the eternity in hell and spend, and sp instead of spending all the rest of his eternity with the one he followed for three years. So as Christians, we have to step up. We have to stand up. And we have to remember that when we are engaging in these pretty emotional, get pretty fired up because I think it, it, it does in some instances, bring out a sense of righteous anger, which is uh, something we discussed in at our at our church uh, these past four weeks. Um, you know, the heart when we speak these words, it is not a mouth problem; it's a heart problem. Uh, you know, when we say hurtful things and we say horrible things to people, it is because there's something wrong in our hearts. And if we're truly Christian and we're truly walking in the faith and we're truly in God's word and we're truly changing how we go through life and how we engage with this world, because right now, you know, as a Christian, I mean, it's it's hard because there's a lot of things that will disturb you spiritually. It's not just a topical anger, you know, like politics. Okay, whatever. If we trust in God's word, God puts all authority in place, right? So, the, like I said on a previous show as well, pardon me, God put them in place. And right now, with the current situation of this country and uh you know just kind of shows how far we've fallen uh as a society to uh see all the evidence that somebody is incompetent to be in the position that they're holding but yet still be holding it because not enough of us that know he's incompetent step up to the plate and do the right thing and battle against that.
we allow the other side to win, um, you know, that's as Christians, we have to remember that when we're engaging in the people that do not know Jesus Christ, the enemy will use every little tactic he can in order for us to lose our witness and our testimony. And we have to realize that as much as we know that we're saved and our eternity is secure in heaven by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we too, and God was patient with us and waiting for us to come to him, that we have to show them the same grace and love that Jesus Christ God the Father and the Holy Spirit show with us on a daily basis. And we have to show that outwardly as hard as it may be. And that means sometimes not engaging in those conversations. You know, if uh, somebody's yelling at you, screaming at you, calling you all kinds of names, especially as men, I know for me especially, it makes me want to punch you in the throat. Makes me want to stand up and 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 like really, right? And it's just words at that point. But that's not how we're to fight. We fight with love, and then we just say, "Hey, when you calm down, and we can talk normally and have a rational discussion about the truth, then we'll talk." You know. But until then, if you're going to yell, scream, and I'm not going to yell and scream louder than you because then I'm then I'm defacing the whole purpose of what Jesus intended us and how it, how he intended us to be. Right? We want to uh, show Jesus in all that we do, and, and, and that especially comes into play and not letting the enemy steal our truth and our light and our witness by falling into him stealing our patience and love and showing the grace that we have been shown by God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in coming to Jesus Christ, the Son, to God. And now we can live our life through the promised Holy Spirit. All of that wrapped up we have to be the light like it like god's word says we have to present ourselves in a manner yeah are there a whole bunch of truths that are out there that we could use but we can't use truth as a weapon we have to use it as a source of love not as a weapon and i think so much today even as Christians and the lack of discipline within ourselves including myself in this because I lose myself in it too it makes me angry and sometimes I fly off and my mouth doesn't work because my heart's not in the right place because I don't know how I haven't matured enough in my Christianity to realize that it's not a mind problem or a mouth problem it's a heart problem you know uh so i have to control that and the only way i can defeat the enemy from trying to steal that from me 
is to be in God's word and to focus on Jesus Christ each and every day and strengthen my relationship with him so that in order to carry on these conversations that I must remember that I am a sinner. I am saved by grace and the love of Jesus Christ, but I too am that person that I'm talking to. I hold no moral authority over them. The only one who holds moral authority over anybody is God and his son, Jesus Christ. Now we have insight and wisdom into that moral authority, but we do not have it as of yet. But we do have the truth and we use it in love and not to fall prey to the enemy's wish, which is to make followers of Christ look like hypocrites, look like all of this. Look, we understand we're still sinners. We're still we're still battling the flesh each and every day. So when we're talking to people, we shouldn't talk or speak as champions. We should speak in a way that, that builds up, right? We should speak as Jesus spoke, even though he had all the authority and all the power that he ever needed not to face the cross, not to, to correct these, to make these people understand. It has to be of your free will. It has to be of your own heart that you give your love to Jesus Christ and you give your life to Jesus Christ. That's what happened to us, no matter what our situation, no matter what us, what led us there. Right? That's reason really, he gives us free will. So when we're talking in a situation that involves our Christian faith, the enemy will use all the same things that we're looking at and we're trying to fight against to trick us, to let us fall prey to the same trap he led them into, the lies that we have to fight fire with fire. Uh, the men's group that we were discussing all these topics in and everything, you know, we were saying it the same thing. We were saying that, you know, it's wrong. We know it's wrong. We understand it's wrong. We're all sinners. We've all been there, right? And we've all experienced the grace and love of Jesus Christ and how it's changing our life to follow Jesus. So, we have to speak when battling the enemy in every situation. We have to speak with the love that Christ had. We have to, to speak with a humbleness of understanding, a grace. And we can't, <clears throat> no matter how much it angers us, that's where discipline and self-control come into to understand that, look, I'm probably a little too upset for whatever reason. My heart's not right, and I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that we must step back out of that situation. And when we've calmed down and when we've prayed about it and we've collected ourselves and our spirit is giving us understanding on what we're discussing in a way that we can project love, grace, and peace, uh, then that's what we need to do. And 
as self-control, that's what it's about, talking. Because, look, transgenderism, whatever, whatever, homosexuality, whatever. Look, the biggest thing that we have to portray as Christians, and my mission, my message to the to all men is as bad as we we know it is and we know it's part of it at some part in our life we have been that person because we have fallen into the trap and the prey of sexual immorality this is what's therein god showed us grace he showed us patience he showed us kindness and love to get us to leave that and come to him and accepted us when we did and when we're speaking in this culture in this society we too must be patient kind loving and realize that we understand because we we've been there and we must project what Jesus has given us the grace of forgiveness right the love of forgiveness and don't let satan steal that by being distracted by all the crap that he's going to throw at us to distract us from the point our eyes must stay focused on jesus christ and as men and as the image bearer of god the father it is our responsibility to do so and that takes self-control that takes discipline of being in his word each and every day being in prayer and thoughtfully asking the right question god you know what in my spirit what in my flesh is causing me this anger toward this person which you might not even know because they're out doing something that we don't agree with right it's just one of those things where we have to show love in our conversation when we are dealing with somebody who is lost and confused because we too were once there and we have to remember that when we're in these type of discussions that we cannot win this this specific battle or war by more force or anger or power because of our Christianity and because of our faith. No, Jesus would have talked to these people, showed them the love that no matter what they've done or what they're doing, there is a way out. You know, it's and that's what we have to project, especially as men. You know, they call it toxic masculinity. <laughs> Whatever. You know, there were several examples that were brought up you know, that a uh, couple of guys that had that assuming uh, a gender, right? Well, pretty easy to tell sometimes. Uh, you know, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, I'm calling it a duck. Now, it may be not a duck, but it looks like a duck to me, so I'm calling it a duck. Uh, or it once was a duck, ain't a duck anymore. Either way, however you choose to use it. But, uh, you know, it's not a laughing matter, but I'm, I'm trying to make light of it just so that we can keep in focus that we can't fall prey to the enemy's attacks. Uh, and then he is going to 
try to steal, kill, and destroy everything that Jesus has built up in us, uh, that Jesus has given us every tool through his word, through God's word, that we will need to battle the the forces of the in the spiritual realm. We can't see it physically a lot of times. Um, although I think we see it more in a physical presence now than we ever have, and that Satan is more bold now than he ever has been. I say that, but if you read the Old Testament, it's pretty much the same thing happening over again. It always comes in cycles. And it's up to us men to stand up, be strong, be vigilant, never waver in what God tells us. But when we are speaking God's truth, it can't be done out of hate. And it can't be done in a tone that keeps somebody from seeing the truth. Uh, and and that takes self-control and discipline that sometimes we have to leave that situation and we have to step back and realize I'm this person in one way or another, one way or another, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's how we must talk to each person that we come in contact with. And if we can't do it, we must have the self-discipline and self-control to step out of that conversation. Like, you know, that's that's how we win because we realize that at this moment we can't we can't win this this little battle that's going on. Because if we do and we let our flesh take over and not the spirit of God that is in us, then we lose because then we show that person that we're talking to that we're trying to enlighten with the truth that God has so graciously given to us and we use it in a, in a form of hate, then Satan has won that battle because we have damaged their ability to see the love in Jesus Christ. We have only shown them what they have confirmed that Christians hate instead of love. That's that's what Satan's plan is, and he does that by giving us pride and ego and all of, and stealing our love and our grace and our patience. And that through all the trials in our lives and coming to Jesus that we had to go through to get there to finally accept and truly love Jesus Christ, we're taking all of that and turning it around and using it against that person. As Christians, it is our job to be patient and understanding just as God was with us and providing his son as the ultimate sacrifice for every single person on this planet because we are all no matter where they're at in their walk or in their, in their life, we are all God's creations. And we must spread the truth as men, as our responsibility to have dominion over the earth 
right? He has given us the authority to have dominion and rule and power and control. I don't know if you're saying he's always in control, but you get my point that we were as men to lead every human being on this planet in a way that represents and glorifies God the Father. We messed it up, and we still mess it up, and we're still messing it up right now. But God is a patient God, and we're so thankful for that. We're thankful for his son, Jesus Christ, who gives us the truth and gives us every tool we need to battle the world that we're in. On the physical side, on the spiritual side. Right? All we have to do is discipline ourselves enough to be in his book, to open our hearts enough to realize that we already know the overall battle has been won. Right now, what we're doing is the war has been won. Satan knows that. Like I, like I said on the first one, when we were talking about the enemy, all he is here to do is cause chaos. And our part in that is to bring peace as Jesus did with the disciples on the ocean, right? Is to bring calm to the storm. And we do that by spreading the truth and love and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, so the enemy, we know, comes to kill, steal, and destroy he destroys our relationships. He kills our hope. He kills our witness. He kills, uh, at times, our spirit. Uh, he destroys uh, the communication and the relationship, or he will try to destroy the relationship if we allow him to that we have with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through some of the examples that I've talked about today in turning our 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 grace of his love for us into a weapon instead of extending it back to the people that need it the most. So men, you know, I guess I say all these words that I've said previously to the show to say this, look, we cannot win this, these battles that we face with hate. You can't fight fire with fire. We can't fight hate with hate. The only way to win is for us men to start leading our homes, our children, our cities, towns, communities, churches to step up and realize, hey, this is on our shoulders when we have to do it. We have to show love more than we show hate. And it's not we gotta we have to um get out of the mindset of showing or being macho or being whatever. Look, we can be great warriors and we can have that fire in us to fight like that. And there's a time when God chooses for us to be the sword that he is, that he needs in this world. But the other times we need to be like Jesus standing firm, Speaking the truth out of love, not to demean, not to degrade, not to hurt anybody, 
but to enlighten, to show them the truth and how much that God loves you, how much he loves you. And through him, you can experience the love that you are trying to feel with your, that's another show, but it's the trying to fill the void in your heart that only God can fill. And we have to, as men, understand that we had that same hole. We had that same hole that we were trying to fill. And we went to alcohol, drugs, sex, anything you can think of. The Bible names them all. It's not like we've done anything new. And the only answer is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, you know, it's been a lot of rambling, I guess, on this one. Um, but man, men, our call is to look like Jesus on this earth, even though this is not our home, this is not where we're going to spend our eternity, but it is our job and our mission, our mission and our calling each and every one of us. To be the image of Jesus. To accomplish more than what he accomplished in his time on this earth. Right? That is our job. That is our mission. And that is what we must do. Pretty simple. So, uh, and, and the only way we can do that as Christian men, and it, it really hit home uh, these last few weeks. You know, last week I talked about, you know, feeling kind of out of whack, uh, not something's been off. And if I'm, and it's being around Christian men, not one, but a group. I mean, you know, there was 12 guys, 13 guys all talking about God and our relationship with God and how he's worked in each one of our lives and our understanding and our different point of views. And that's where our strength is, men. The enemy can fight. The enemy can do his little battles, and he may win some moments here and there. But I guess my biggest thing is if you don't have a group of men that you can share your life with, that you are comfortable with saying, hey, look, I screwed up, you know, uh, my porn addiction, my drinking, you know, hey, I fell off the wagon, whether you've been clean and sober from porn or whether you've been clean and sober from drugs or whether you've been clean and sober for alcohol or gambling, I mean, whatever, right? Um, if you don't have a group of men that you trust enough to go and say, hey, I've I've fallen. I need some help. Or they see it and they come to you and they call it out and you're comfortable enough to say, we're not going to like it, but realize that they're telling us the truth and they're doing it out of love. Men, find you a group of men that you can team up with and that you and y'all together can figure out how to battle this world that we're in. That's what God created us for was community. 
He says, we are the church. We're two or more gathered in my name. I am present. Find that two or more. That's what the church is about. Not the corporate church that we see today that's not always in line with what God has to say. But true men of God who read the word, believe the word, and speak the word. And the truth in that word. That's where we help grow each other to get out of Satan's little traps. Because where we're weak, our brothers are strong. Um, so, yes, please, if you men... Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Where you find these men, look, if you're engaged in a church, ensure that your church is putting men first and that you have a solid and strong men's group, Bible study, that there are programs in your church for men. And not just topical, oh, we're going to show up, we're going to do this, we're going to do it. No, when we get in there, let's let's have some deep conversations, man. Make sure that your church is supporting men and building men because that's how the church is going to grow. When we as men grow in the truth and wisdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then the corporate church, through our leadership and our guidance and our wisdom, will grow. Not one pastor, not one overseer body can do what we can do as a group of true Jesus-loving men who are willing to speak the truth in love, not in hate or anger or frustration. But when we speak the truth out of love and we start showing that by example, and the only way we can do that, men, is to group up and to help each other grow and to pick each other up when we fall down. So make sure that your church has got a strong men's group. If it doesn't, if it's kind of weak, if it's kind of puny, there's not enough effort being put in to it uh, through or by your ways, then start one. You go to church, guys you think you might like to hang out with, guys you might like to say, hey, you know what? I'd like to know what he thinks about this. Invite them, meet somewhere, even if it's at the church on a day that they're not open. Hey, can we use this? We're going to have a little men's Bible study. Mind if I use this facility? You know, that's what the church is there for, right? And get together, men. Group up so that we can become the light that God created us to be. And we have to do that by not falling prey to the enemy's traps. I'm done talking about that, Yahoo. Uh, we know he's always present. We know we can't always see him. Uh, we know his tricks. They haven't changed since he started this mess in the Garden of Eden. So, men, uh, when we are addressing the uh, topics, the hot points of today's culture, remember, first of all, we are not of this world. This is not our home. Our eternity is in heaven. 
Our eternity is with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's where we're going to be. That's our place. And remember that when we speak into these things, in order to change the culture, we cannot speak from a position of anger, but of but we need to speak in the position from the position of love, just as Jesus spoke to us and allowed us to come to him by dying on the cross and being resurrected on the third day. Men, that's also where we must speak from. We must realize that we are the sinners that we are talking to. And it's only by the grace and love of Jesus Christ, God the Father through his son Jesus Christ and his sacrifice that we can even be carrying on this conversation because if we weren't, we would be right there with him. But we know the truth. And the truth is they're wrong. But we are wrong too if we're fighting that fight in the way, in the manner that they're fighting instead of the way that Jesus fought. Through speaking the truth in love and giving the ultimate sacrifice of himself in order to move the, and grow the church that he loves so much, which is us, which is every human on this planet. So, man, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Like I said, it's on YouTube. It's to call them in on youtube the videos are out there uh hit the like button like and subscribe uh you know this is this is for god and if we can grow this community and you take anything out of this that uh helps you then that is god's god's will i am just uh, the vessel and voice that he has chose to use on some of these topics uh just sharing the blessing that he has given me to understand his word a little better with you in a manner that like i said i keep it simple because <laughs> i'm not that smart so i gotta keep it simple stupid uh so that's what i try to do is just break it down in a way that maybe you haven't heard it before so uh like i said subscribe on the youtube channel uh kind of gotten off of facebook and social media uh try to stay away from that just because it's it angers my spirit because there's too much out there and like i said i'm not sometimes i'm not mature enough to handle it in the right way so i try to stay off of it uh the facebook pages are out there instagram uh so you know give those a like check them out uh i need to get better at those and i'll try to but right now my focus is the show and and getting my life where it needs to be because my spirit has been not where it, not being right because I've been missing out on hanging out with a group of guys that I know, love, trust, and uh, and so thankful for that uh, just their words and their wisdom and different areas show me where my heart and my spirit need to be corrected. But man, as I as I always say, we are, we, we want to change what we're looking at, what we're seeing. Then men, Jesus has given us, God has given us the authority to do so, but we have to do it in a way that is out of love, not out of hate. So don't let the enemy win this week 
or the upcoming weeks of our lives. Be strong in the faith. Speak out of love because remember you were once the sinner that you were talking to. And speak from a position of grace and patience just like God did with you. Uh, If you can't at that moment, step away until you can. Regroup. Get with your guys. Get with your brothers in Christ. Build and strengthen, strengthen each other up. Uh, So that we may win the next battle or the next opportunity, we can make an impact and change and be the change that we want to see in this world. So again, guys, go check out the YouTube channel. There's some videos. All the old shows are on there. Uh, Check out the podcast. It's on every, I believe it's just about on all the big uh, podcast channels. if there's one that it's not on that you would like uh, it to be on or that you use primarily, uh, you can shoot me an email at Todd Archer at the call of men show at gmail.com or the call of men show Todd Archer at the call of men show.com. I, I don't know. Hold on. I'll get it right. <laughs> As you know, I'm not much of a promoter, so this is all God. So uh, it is the call of men show at gmail.com. Uh, please feel free to send us an email. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Thoughts on the show, what you think I can do better. Uh, there's a topic that you would like for me to address and present in the unique way that God has given me to present it, and then I would love to do so. Um, But until next week, men, uh, remember to always answer the call of men.